0: Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty.
1: Well, it is our top story. It's one of the it it was the top story on the return of sports, right? With Mike Greenberg. It was the situation with baseball. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, said just about a week ago, he was a 100 percent sure there would be baseball. Now, tonight, he was asked, how do you feel about there being a season in 2020?
0: Well, I know the owners are 100% committed to getting baseball back on the field. Um, unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain that's going to happen. Uh, we had a couple of developments over the weekend that were really negative in terms of our efforts. Um, the first was the Players Association's decision uh, to end good faith negotiations. I understand that the players were frustrated by the lack of progress on the monetary issue. But this is about a lot more than money. Uh, We need an agreement with the MLBPA um, on health and safety protocols in order to put the game back on the field safely. And even more important, um, we need a commitment from the players that they can abide by those health protocols. And given the course uh, of the virus and what's going on right now around the country, those health protocols are absolutely crucial. And we're only going to get there with dialogue that the union's apparently not prepared to have right now. Equally important, um, I had been hopeful that once we got to common ground on the idea that Um, we were going to pay the players full prorated salary, that we would get some cooperation in terms of proceeding under the agreement that we negotiated with the MLBPA on March 26th. Unfortunately, over the weekend, um, while Tony Clark was declaring his desire to get back to work, the union's top lawyer was out telling reporters, players, and eventually getting back to owners, that as soon as we issued a schedule, as they requested, they intended to file a grievance claiming they were entitled to an additional billion dollars. Obviously, that sort of bad faith tactic makes it extremely difficult um, to move forward in these circumstances. Uh, the only thing I can tell you is that the owners are committed to trying to find a way through this and getting the game back on the field.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Commissioner, what's the next move?
0: Well, we're going to try to open um, a, a, a line of communication w- with the MLBPA. Uh, we'll be communicating uh, with them in writing today about um, some of the things that need to be done in order to cooperatively get back on the field. And we're hopeful that we'll get a more positive response um, to that overture.
1: I'm not uh, optimistic, but, you know, for my good friends who are baseball fans, I hope that that's what happens. But I got to tell you, the way things have gone so far, the, the distrust between the two sides, I really don't see it happening. Let's move to the NHL. They know when they're starting, early August. As a matter of fact, training camps begin July 10th. They're going to start in early August, hopefully go through October. Gary Bettman says the postseason tournament won't be too gimmicky. It's going to be different, but there will be balance between safety concerns and the good television products. So the question for Gary Bettman, let's talk about these testing protocols.
2: Well, first of all, uh, test players of going to be tested every day, as will the supporting personnel, uh, and if there's one positive test, again, this will be under the strict guidance of the medical people, uh, that person will be isolated, and we'll be monitoring anybody through contact tracing that was in close proximity. Obviously, for any sport, if you have a major outbreak, it's going to change everything, but we're being told that an isolated case, or a couple of isolated cases, shouldn't interfere with the plans, uh, and we should be able to move forward. And again, the notion and the way we've handled this is to create a bubble where where we're basically COVID-19 free. And we now open training facilities and players are returning literally from all over the world and they're being tested. And when we go to training camp, there will be more testing. So by the time we get to what we call phase four, which is the actual playing in the two hub cities, uh, we should have a pretty good sense of what our population is uh, and how well they've been tested and monitored.
1: Here's what you love if you're a hockey fan. Tested. COVID-19 every single day. Okay, you got a play-in tournament, Commissioner. How'd you arrive at your plan for the season?
2: Uh, That's a great question, and, and let me take it in two phases. And again, we did this in consultation with the players. Uh, that were on a return to play committee and they felt as strongly about the integrity of the competition as we did we we had hundred eighty nine regular season games left uh, as of march twelfth when we took the break so while the regular season was largely completed uh, we had a number of teams that were on the bubble and you know we have extraordinary competitive balance and any Uh, of those teams that were on the bubble outside of the top 16 eight in each conference had a legitimate chance of making the playoffs some more than others. Uh, And we decided we needed a play in round to give those teams a chance to ultimately make the playoffs. Uh, and that's going to be, uh, eight best of five series. And then, uh, we're going to the regular Stanley Cup playoffs, which is, uh, four rounds of best of seven with the 16 teams, uh, that, that are there. The top eight teams will be given a bye for the, uh, for the playing round, but we're going to be playing the best of seven for four rounds, uh, which is what it takes generally to, determine the stanley cup champion and i think everybody can feel good based on the combination of the play-in round and the way we're going to run the playoffs that this will be a full competition uh which will bring out the best in our teams and our players and the stanley cup champion will be deserved deserving of that crown and the most storied trophy in all the sports
1: The advantage that the NHL and NBA had, obviously, was most of their season had already been played. So it's a matter of how do we want to get into our postseason? Do we want to go directly into the postseason? Or do we want to have a couple of games to get guys warmed up and then move into the postseason? But you really like how the NHL has started, what the plans are. Hopefully, it'll be successful. This is our top stories of the day. All this audio courtesy of... The Return of Sports, the two-hour special that aired from 9 to 11 on ESPN and right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Let's go to the MLS. Don Garber, he is the commissioner there. They will test every other day for the COVID-19 virus, and a player, if they're tested positive, them and everyone within 10 feet of that player will be removed. They're going to have a tournament before the start of their season. So how did you come up with this tournament idea, Comish? You know, it really started with uh,
0: we had such uncertainty as to when we'd be able to return to our stadium. As you know, Mike, we only had two games to kick off our 25th season. We've got a close relationship with Disney. As you uh, well know, we knew that they were uh, not uh, having guests come down to the park. So several months ago, uh, we engaged with Disney and with leadership Uh, at ESPN to talk about is this something that we could put together and lots of hard work, lots of difficult discussions with so many different constituents, but we're able to announce it uh, last week and we're excited about getting back on the field, getting some games for our fans.
1: Yeah, soccer is coming back. Let's move to the NBA. Adam Silver, a lot of conversation, obviously about the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously about the role of players, just brought up by Kyrie Irving in the conference call on Friday, whether players should not come back and play in the NBA because they should participate in some of the marches that are going on around the country. So Adam Silver, what conversations have you had with players who just don't feel comfortable returning for whatever reason?
3: Our conversations have been with the Players Association and their leadership over the past several months, and we work through all of those issues in terms of health and safety, what the environment will be like on the campus. But I can only say it may not be for everyone. I mean, it will entail enormous sacrifice on behalf of those players and, and for everyone involved, the coaches, the referees. Listen, it's not an ideal situation. We're, we're trying to find a way to our own normal in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of essentially a recession or worse with 40 million unemployed and now with enormous social unrest in the country. And so as, as we work through these issues, I can understand how some players may feel that it's not for them. And as, as you said, it could be for a host of reasons. It may be for um, family reasons. It may be for health reasons they have or it may be because they feel as some players have said very recently, that their time is best spent elsewhere. And so, again, you, you, we're dealing with a players association representing 450 guys, you know, the, for 22 teams. When you include the two-way players, we're talking about bringing roughly 375 players down to Orlando, and not surprisingly, there's not a uniform view among those players. My, my sense is we're going to be able to work through most of those issues over the next few weeks, but as I said, that we we also have an arrangement with the players' association where, if a player chooses not to come, it's not a breach of his contract. We accept that.
1: All right, so that's a good situation. A little different from what you're going on in Major League Baseball, right? They understand. Okay, don't want to come. Got it. Not a breach of contract. We understand the situation. Damian Lillard was also part of the Sports Center special, to return of sports, and he was asked, "What is his return?" thoughts about returning to play
4: um i think two things i think first of all with the pandemic that we've been in over you know the course of a few months um i think basketball um would have been great for that or will be great for that because it'll be us getting back to um somewhat normalcy you know of um, having our athletes on tv playing doing what we do like you said um but i think as far as the racial injustice i think that's where um, a lot of the struggle is for a lot of athletes. I think our our league is made up of so many African-American, majority African-American players. And a lot of our hearts are with our people. You know, our our mind is with our people. And um, we feel like we should be a part of that. You know, we should be a part of that, that fight. And that's where the struggle is. I think that's where you're hearing a lot of um, guys kind of coming out saying, you know, maybe we should be focused on that. Instead of worrying about, you know, going back in and jumping into the season. Uh, but then I think on the, on the other hand, you know, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I think, you know, it goes for other guys as well. We are the, the financial support for our families and, uh, for a lot of our community. You know, we bring, um, a lot of that, that financial responsibility, um, to support, you know, black businesses and black communities. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense, um, for us. From that standpoint, um, you know, but I think a lot of guys in the league have a point. You know, I think Kyrie and Dwight have a point, um, you know, so I understand it all.
1: Damian Lillard taking you through the thought process, right, of the athletes in the NBA. Let's move to the NFL. Well, the word is out. ESPN on the report, Ezekiel Elliott among Cowboys and Texan players to test positive for the COVID-19 pandemic, the virus. Roger Goodell was on the return of sports. How will a positive test impact the season starting?
5: It doesn't, Mike, because, um, you know, all of our medical experts uh, indicated that as testing becomes more prevalent and um, we're going to have positive tests. Our players who are going to be in that. Our personnel are going to be in, involved in the front office. Our league office employees have been involved. So positive tests are going to happen. The issue is can we obviously prevent as many of those from happening, but in addition, treat them quickly, isolate them, and prevent them from um, uh, impacting on other uh, personnel. So none of those players um, were in the facilities. Uh, all of those players, fortunately, have had either uh, mild symptoms or were asymptomatic. And I think our protocols are working. And, and I, again, we expect that we're going to have positive tests. That's part of uh, the increased testing that we'll be going through. And that's something that we just want to make sure that our protocols are working. And I think to date, uh, we're seeing very positive reactions in the sense of making sure that we respond quickly Protect the personnel that may be impacted by that, and others that may um, be in contact with them.
1: Interesting. Also, throughout the conversation with Mike Greenberg, the commissioner of NFL, Roger Goodell, a lot of com- mentioned Colin Kaepernick's name a lot, where he did not mention it in this video that ran last week. So, Greeny asked him, "Would you w- be interested? Would you like to see Colin Kaepernick back in the National Football League?"
5: Well, listen. uh, if he wants to resume his career uh, in the NFL, um, that obviously is going to take a team to make that decision. But I welcome that, uh, support the club making that decision and encourage them to do that. Um, if his efforts are not on the field, but and continuing to work in this space, uh we welcome to that to that table and and to be able to help us and guide us and help us make better decisions about the kinds of things that need to be done in communities uh, we have invited them in before and we want to make sure that uh everybody's welcome at that table and trying to help us deal with some very complex difficult issues that have been around unfortunately for a long time uh, but i hope we're at a point now where everybody's committed to making long-term sustainable change.
2: Commissioner, I feel like I need to ask you about the president, who has tweeted, obviously, about issues involving the league many times. And one of the tweets recently was.
1: All right. So that's uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell speaking with Mike Greenberg on the return of sports. Yeah, it was an in-depth top stories of the day, but a lot of good audio coming from that presentation, uh, the return of sports and giving you the insights of what, in case you missed it, what the commissioners, what the folks in in professional sports are dealing with thinking about as far as the coronavirus and some of the social issues that are going on in our country right now.